Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right in a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. Welcome, everybody, to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live, actually, from somewhere in Hawaii this week. I hope everybody's having an awesome week in Alaska. I've heard it snowed a lot, but I want to thank everybody that listens, watches, and reads must Read Alaska. If you want to help keep the lights on here at Must Read Alaska, just go to mustreadalaska.com on the right-hand side. There's a little donate button. If you're a business out there and you want to sponsor the Must Read Alaska show, just email me, John, J-O-H-N, at mustreadalaska.com. But without further ado, I have a very special guest today, the owner of Telkitna Landing, uh, whose family also started the Sheldon Chalet, which is very iconic. We're going to talk about both things today, but without further ado, welcome to the Must Read Alaska show, Ryan Sheldon. Thanks, John, for that intro. I'm very excited to be here. Well, I'm super excited you're here. We're also going to talk about there was a little elf that went to Washington, D.C. and had some fun. We're going to talk about that at the tail end. But first, right. the, the question I think that is um, that I think is very intriguing is talk to me about the Sheldon Chalet. It's such an iconic lodge in Alaska. It's arguably one of the most beautiful lodges in the whole world. I believe your grandpa started it. Talk to me about what it was like growing up having that, you know, as a place where you went and right. and the richness of history it brings to Alaska? Well, great question. So, and you're right on the right track here. Sheldon Chalet was actually conceived, at least in thought, by my grandfather and my and my Grammy, Don and Roberta Sheldon. Back in 1966, the mountain house, which is the original structure that sits up there, was built. And that was built for climbers, adventurers, and Alaskans alike to come up there and experience what's now today called the Don Sheldon Amphitheater, which was later named after he had passed uh, by Congress. And the Sheldon Mountain House served as a prototype for what was later to be built was the Sheldon Chalet. So I actually didn't grow up with the Sheldon Chalet, but the Mountain House was always up there. And so... Um, the Sheldon Chalet was completed in 2018, and I was so excited and thrilled to be able to walk through the three long years of building it and constructing it between 2015 through 2017, and we opened in 2018. And being able to be there hands-on, just like my grandfather was on the mountain house, so it's just such a treat. And, and you know, it's one of those things where we always want to, of course, as Alaskans, it's always like, oh, look at what my grandfather did. And, you know, here we are today. And I want my grandkids to say, hey, look at what my grandfather did and carrying on that family legacy, because that's so important to us, um, especially in Talkeetna and Alaska, is having the legacy that carries us forward into the future, right? If we don't know where we were, we don't know where we're going, right? And so being involved in the family dynamic and, and having this absolutely fantastic and thank you for mentioning that it is a global property i mean it's we have guests from all over the world come and it's such a treat to share our most in my opinion i'm a little biased but our most beautiful state to all of those folks that come from all over 
And they just get to sit there and experience what us Alaskans get to see day in and day out. So um, I'm sure you've had some unique guests. Do you have any special guests that stick out in your mind that's been maybe one of your favorite guests that's come over the years? Yeah, good question. Um, lots of NDAs were signed, of course, and so there are uh, there are some that I can't talk about. But those that I can, I you know some of some of those listeners out there might be might be familiar with when Julia Roberts was here in Alaska, and she was here because she was coming to visit Sheldon Chalet, and um, such a such a lovely, wonderful family. Um, and one of the things that I always highlight is that you know, of course, there's there's Hollywood, and they're going to do their stuff. But when you actually get to meet people. They're typically speaking, and of course there are you know sides to both stories, but um, they're they're very lovely, and and it's it's always a treat to meet these folks that do come and and to be just completely frank and honest, there are a lot of um, you know billionaires or very um, wealthy people that come up that nobody would know about, right, or or nobody would know who they are, but we have had lots of famous music artists. Um, publishers and whatnot that, that come up and and get to experience Sheldon Chalet and but I but again I always like to highlight that the Sheldon Mountain House is still very much in existence right that's the more DIY side of it and so of course we have the luxury over here right Sheldon Chalet all the fancy people can come and do that but at the Sheldon Mountain House it's that's where you know we can have people come up and if they want to get you know re-in-touch with themselves I guess if you will right disconnecting Nice. from these things to reconnect with themselves so so yeah. how how do you find like how do you balance the pressure of just being in awe of having something like this and having it be one of the most sought after places to um have a, a, an overnight experience in the whole world and just being in the moment because i think that that would be a lot of pressure for folks how have you balanced that over the years that's a great question Pressure, I mean, I think that's the perfect word to describe the feeling and the responsibility that comes with stewarding uh, the family's property up there, right? And, you know, one of the things that I always focus on is that, you know, I'm blessed to still have my parents around and, and, and I'm surrounded by family members that when I'm unsure of things, I can always bounce ideas off of them. But at the end of the day, um, setting up new systems, making sure things get here on time and whatnot. I mean, that that's my responsibility. And so making sure that the wheels turn. Yes, an incredible amount of pressure. But I'm up to the challenge, you know, be, because at the end of the day, I, I actually had this conversation yesterday. We had a, a, a TV crew that wanted to do some documentary stuff up there. And I told them and I said, you know, without really realizing it, Alaskans, are entrepreneurs, but we don't really call ourselves that because we just think, oh, something breaks, we got to fix it, you know? <laughs> and, and Frank, right, right. And frankly, we can't call away a lot of specialists sometimes, you know, especially in rural Alaska, in the mountains. And and so we're we're uniquely equipped to to problem solve. And so that's where, you know, of course, growing up in Alaska, being born and raised here, I think I, that set me up pretty well, you know, especially with what the chalet needs. And being able to problem solve um, on a dime or problem solve into the future and and such. Yeah, you can't just go walk down to Home Depot from the chalet. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Yeah, let me just go to the grocery store, you know. <laughs> so you got the bug for entrepreneurship and decided to start your own venture. Tell me, bring me back to the moment where 
you thought in your mind, I think I'm going to do this myself. I think I'm going to start my own thing. I think it's going to be in Telkeetna. Tell me about what that what that moment was like. Right. I mean, not that I thought it was going to be in Talkeetna, but I said it has to be in Talkeetna because come <laughs> on, it's it's the best, again, biased, but it is the best town in all of Alaska. And <laughs> you can quote me on that. But um, but I was, you know, that's a great question is being at the Sheldon Chalet, that's a lot of hospitality involved there, a lot of management of just property involved there. And so I was this past summer, I was walking around Talkeetna because that's the best part about Talkeetna. You can walk everywhere. And so I'm walking around and I saw this place for sale and uh, it's right off of Main Street. I mean, it's on First Street. So you go Main Street and then First Street. So it's right there, right downtown Talkeetna. And it was for sale. And I go, man, that, that looks like a pretty cool spot. So long story short, I ended up purchasing it. And the idea behind the purchase was that summer, I had realized a large amount of everybody from bachelorette parties at the Fairview Inn to people inquiring about where to have a wedding in Talkeetna and recognizing that really there was no spot in Talkeetna for large groups to gather, right? And because we're such a tight-knit community up there, we always seem to meet in homes and whatnot, or, or people from the outside come and, and they maybe just meet on the park strip or, or, or whatnot. And, and so building a spot for community to occur was the, the heart and soul of, of the Talkeetna landing. And at the very basic, I guess, face value of it, yes, we're an accommodation space that is listed on VRBO, Airbnb, booking.com. And you can come and stay and have a lovely time. It's everything's brand new renovations are nearly complete on the last house I have to get to, but the cabins are available right now. And it's going to become an events and wedding space as well. We have this beautiful half acre backyard and it's just, and again, it's downtown Talkeetna. You can walk everywhere. If you have a little too much to drink at the Fairview, <laughs> no keys necessary, just toodle on home. Right. And uh, and so it's 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 really a delight, though, to be able to be back in Talkeetna, being investing in that community and um, and being a part of the community. Right. I mean, I think that's one of the most important things, especially as Alaskans, is sometimes the winters can get long and it's and it's people that and the community that help us get through it. And it's always a treat as well to have passer buyers come through in the summer and winter, right? We're open during the winter, guys. Come on, nice. Talkeetna just Yeah, you got some cool so, drone shots of the, uh, the the lodges with uh, some snow on it. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And so that's our kind of winter launch, if you will, right? And then, of course, we'll have to re, uh, re-photograph during the summer because uh, the beauty is so much different. And, um, and so I'm looking forward to that as well. So there's going to be folks that are listening in that, um, don't live in Alaska, maybe don't even live in the U.S. Tell me, tell folks about Talkeetna um, that have never been, that have never Googled it. Um, give them a little peek under the hood of what Talkeetna is like. Good question. Talkeetna, Alaska is effectively the launching pad for mountaineering in the Alaska range and also a destination for tourists and local Alaskans to come and experience just beautiful summer days, uh, lots of skiing in the winter. There's tons of amenities, everything from scenic glacier flights, from 
companies like Talkeetna Air Taxi, which is an absolutely brilliant Alaskan company. And so they can take you up and fly you up to Denali with the mountain climbers. You can go check that out. There's lots of river walks. Um, Talkeetna actually means in the native word, it means the meeting of three rivers. And so we have the Susitna, the Talkeetna and the Chulitna rivers all flow and converge right in front of Talkeetna. So it's just beautiful, epic scenery of three massive rivers flowing with Denali in the background. And, and so it's a place for people to, to come and also be inspired just by what has, you know, transpired there, you know, of course, many years ago of the creation of these epic mountain ranges. And so there's also a Talkeetna has a no shortage of, of musical talent as well. Every night at the Fairview Inn, you can go and there's always a band playing there or there's open mic night. If you're an out-of-state traveler, bring your guitar because we're going to have a lot of fun in Talkeetna, right? And then there's the community arts uh, hangar, which for larger art productions, such as you know show tune productions or up and coming in a couple of weeks, I believe we're having a international guitar festival at the Sheldon Arts Community Hangar. And so there's always something to do, right? And so whether you're an adventure seeker that loves nature, Talkeetna is for you. Or if you want to come up and have a great bite at maybe Denali Brew Pub and have a few drinks at the Fairview Inn and enjoy music, Talkeetna is also for you, you know? And so there's always something to do in Talkeetna. It's a quaint, small town in Alaska. It gives you the rugged sense and the feeling of what Alaska was and still is the last frontier, right? And you know, when you get outside of those of the city centers of Alaska, you get you you have this wonderful feeling of you're walking into what Alaska is and is meant to be. And that is just this rugged community based community. So, well, and the mayor of Talkeetan is probably one of the best mayors ever in the history of the United States. Right. Yes. Yes, that's <laughs> correct. Our mayor was a cat for 15 years or so. Since then, we we, we need to have another election, John, because uh, <laughs> because we have some imposters roaming around right now is saying that they're the mayor. But um, but yeah, it, that was awesome. Actually, I remember when I was growing up, uh, our mayor, Stubbs the cat, um, who who never passed a piece of legislation uh, we could we could balk at. Right. I mean, really, it was just. <laughs> Really, it was just cat treats and pets. But uh, but uh, I remember when I was growing up, there was there used to be this gift store with all of these um, plush animals. And so I was like, oh, wow, look, that's a cool cat. And I went to go pick it up and it was just stubs sleeping. <laughs> and oh, OK, the mayor's there, you know, and so that <laughs> that cat wandered around, man. So. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. You know, we can't forget Mayor Stubbs. So. I mean, I don't think that's happened anywhere. It's probably happened, but I've never heard of it happening anywhere in the U.S. I think it's yeah. pretty awesome that the cat was the mayor. And that's I was Alaska. there this last summer with my family. And you're right, there is some imposters because there's a couple cats or maybe even because. a dog claiming that to be mayor. I now. know. I know. We, we we just need to have an official election, John, and then and then then we'll let the people decide. So, right. so tell folks where they can. Where they can, excuse me, find Telkeetna Land and give us your website and your social handles. We'll also put it in the description of the podcast, so we'll make it easy for folks to find. But give folks Wonderful. the opportunity to go take a look now as they're listening. Yes, you can visit Talkeetna Landing at talkeetnalanding.com. And our Instagram handle is talkeetna.landing. And we're also on Facebook at the Talkeetna Landing. 
And so lots of uh, easy ways to remember, right? It, the, the name is basically it. And uh, go take a look and I'd be happy to, you can always shoot me an email at book at talkeetnalanding.com and happy to answer any questions for those out-of-staters or in-staters that maybe haven't visited Talkeetna before. And also my website serves as a feature for all of the amenities in Talkeetna. So you can go on there and take a look at what is, what's there to do in Talkeetna. And that's always a question I get. So I made it easy for you guys. So that's pretty awesome. So yeah. um, recently you had a unique opportunity. You and I were chatting a little bit about it before we started recording here. Um, you know, it's not every day that folks in Alaska get to go to D.C. and and meet the president or the vice president, for that matter. Um, talk to me a little bit about that experience and what it was like for you. Great question. So, OK, I'll back up a little bit and, and share that. <laughs> so I was chatting with Senator Murkowski a while back and we were just kind of just shooting the breeze and you know, we were we were talking about all just fun things to do and how people take themselves too seriously. And so I said, well, here's what we ought to do, Lisa. I go, let's go to <clears throat> let's go to the White House Christmas party and I'll dress up as Buddy the Elf. And she goes, perfect. <laughs> we're doing this. <laughs> and so and so anyway, we so fast forward to December, right, from our that conversation. And I'm finding myself in D.C., and we're going to the White House Christmas party. And one of the really fun things is that Senator Murkowski said, hey, you know, I usually don't see a lot of people, especially the guards or some of the senators, they don't smile much. And so I was like, OK, that's kind of a challenge. It sounds like a challenge. And so I would in my Buddy the Elf costume. Now, now granted, <laughs> I have to highlight it was a black tie event. So I had my little black bow tie on, right? That's amazing. I'd run up to a, a guard and go, Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? And I'd get them to break every time, right? <laughs> and and again, this is just all along the lines of just people taking themselves too seriously. We need to have some fun every once in a while. And uh, and also introducing, you know, Alaska uh, to DC, if you will, in, in a fun and whimsical sense. And so I met Every everybody from you know senators Bernie Sanders to senators Mitt Romney to I'm sure Jason. everybody wanted to meet. Oh Buddy yeah, Elf. it was awesome. And then you know of course Senator Sullivan was there and he he had a good hoot about it. And um, and what was great was we uh, ended up meeting the vice president and her husband and her husband's an absolute character, a very lovely man. And and we they just they just thought it was hilarious you know and and so they go well how about this tomorrow night why don't you come over for dinner and i go okay sounds good <laughs> and you know john i'm pretty certain that here's the thing right i'm sure that you and i would run the country differently than this administration right yeah. but it's important to recognize that we're all humans and and getting to know somebody, in my opinion, is more important than having the opportunity to, would you say, spit in someone's face, right? And so getting to know all of these, you know, very high up, if you will, politicians was such a delight because I got to recognize that whereas we disagree on our politics, we can still agree that at the end of the day, our goal is to make our communities better. Now, there are different ways to do that, and there are different opinions on how to do that, Right. But but it doesn't mean well, we need to be complete jerks to everybody. Yeah, we don't need to be complete jerks to everybody, right? And so and and bringing that back, right? Bringing back kind of the civility to things is is it was was really fun and 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 nice to see that we could operate on that level. 
And so anyway, so the next, so before we leave the White House, though, there's the uh, Marine Corps band and the conductor's just doing his thing. And, and he's, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of in his own element and not a lot of people are paying attention. And so they play this one song. And I was with uh, Lisa and the Secretary of Labor at the time. And Lisa and I look at each other and we go, oh, my gosh, we had kind of this telepathy moment. So we run over to the band and we just start singing Christmas carols. And and so we got probably half of the attendees to start singing Christmas carols. <laughs> That's awesome. At the White House. Here are two Alaskans just mucking it up and having a good time. And and it was such a delight. And then, of course, then the next night we went to the vice president's residence at the uh, Naval Observatory. And the same thing happened is that there was a piano player there and they were playing some Christmas tunes. And so I look over to him. I say, hey, let's sing some Christmas carols. And the vice president comes over and she goes, I love Christmas carols. And I go, perfect. We're in the right spot. And so we we sang Christmas carols for about 30 minutes and we got to chat about just, you know, what it was like in D.C. and what it was like in Alaska. And and I got to and I got to share and impart just some knowledge of what it was like to grow up in Alaska and all the challenges that we face as a state. And again, I wouldn't have had that opportunity if I the kindness gets you through the door, right? And and being able to share with people that we we face problems that perhaps they can help out on, right? And stuff like that. So anyway, it was such a delight to to run around and and meet all of these people and um and just have a and have a good time and and, and have civility and conversation, frankly, right? Yeah, I, I try to remind folks, if you're only ever going to talk to people that you agree with 100% of the time, you're going to be sitting in a room by yourself. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And and precisely to your point, it's it's dissenting opinions that that make us stronger, because we get to think about our own opinions, right? And we get and we get to maybe try to see other perspectives or walking a mile in their shoes, right? And so and not not to say that you always need to be wishy washy on what you stand on. But but it is good to challenge even your own opinions to that puts it through the crucible, right? Because then you get to be more um, assertive in your own beliefs, or maybe you found something out that that challenges those beliefs. So that's awesome. So the one last question for you, Ryan, is I know you have a passion for the Covenant House. I've been told you've been you're one of the uh, have the record for the sleep out. Uh, fundraiser that they do where I believe they you sleep out in the cold or something like that give us give us a rundown on on the Covenant House and why you're in, involved in this fundraiser and why it's important to you right so I don't have the record a very important distinction but I am absolutely happy to be involved with that organization um, Covenant House Alaska is an organization that's near and dear to my heart I recently got plugged in with them um, this past year and the first thing I like to note is I think it's it's amazing that a lot of Alaskans, including myself, prior to this previous year, didn't really know what they did. And after seeing everything that they do, I was just blown away and I wanted to get involved instantly. And so what Covenant House Alaska does is they take youth in crises or youth in homelessness. And there's a couple of steps along the way, but they effectively take them in and they say, we're going to help you out. That's step number one. We're going to help you out. And it's everybody from uh, kids in the villages that come to Anchorage or Anchorage kids or from all around the state. They they make a they make a motion to help these kids out. And so they once they establish that these kids would like to be helped and, and they're going to help them out, then they do a couple of things, which I think is just absolutely phenomenal, is that there's there's a couple of programs, there's training programs for CDL drivers. 
there's training programs for ground school and flight, there's, there's kitchen programs. And so they teach these kids basic skills or even advanced skills, if you will, such as those CDL drivers, and they give them a path forward to succeed in life. There's, there's no doubt in my mind that every single one of us, especially in Alaska, are dealt very different hands, right? And we have to play with the, the cards that we're dealt with. And sometimes the cards you're dealt with aren't great. And Covenant House does a phenomenal job recognizing that some people just basically need help. And they provide them the tools, they provide them the training and even education to succeed in life. I mean, we, we want all Alaskans to not just survive, we want them to thrive. And that's what Covenant House really excels at. And so that's why once I saw what they were doing, especially in, in, in the youth um, homelessness or the youth in crises, I could only, I can't even, I can't begin to imagine, John, what it would be like to, to, to grow up without a family, right? I'm so blessed to, to say that I was raised by a family and parents that are together, but it, my heart breaks for, for those that, that are less fortunate and less privileged than I am. And yeah, so it's crazy and to so, think that there's hundreds of homeless youth in Alaska, right. 